Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by the Untapped store at store.untapped.com. And of course, it's brought to you by Untapped and Harrison and I. But more importantly, when you visit store.untapped.com, use the coupon code podcast and grab yourself 20% off of any of the merchandise in the entire Untapped store. Now, before we begin, Harrison and I want to send a big shout out to the Instagram user K Marks for winning two VIP tickets to the Untapped Beer Festival next week. Now, VIP tickets are already sold out for session two. So if you're on the fence about these, the time to buy is now. Unless you wanted to buy VIP tickets for session two. In that case, the time to buy was last week. <laughs> but I'm confident you'll still be able to grab some for session one. Harrison and I won't be at this event, but you can bet we're going to be watching along on the check-ins and probably getting a little jealous and talking about them in an upcoming episode. Make sure you pay attention to Untapped on social media so you can enter to win contests like this in the future. Also, so you can learn about new episodes of Drinking Socially like this one. Speaking of which, what's in store for today, Harrison? So you've heard us talk about it a lot. Not just us. I mean, pretty much everyone in the craft beer world is in agreement. Right now, we are living in the golden age of beer. I mean, it's almost overwhelming. In fact, it is overwhelming. What beer should I drink next? How can I even start to think about making that decision with so many amazing choices all the time in front of us, online, on Untapped, at our bottle shop, at our brewery, wherever you can learn about things, it seems like you're able to learn about more beer there as well. And so for me, when I'm trying to make that choice on what the heck am I just going to drink tonight, first I always look at what John's been doing on Untapped, and I try and find that if I haven't had it already, but... If he's on a fruited sour kick, for example, um, then I turn to my local Verify venues (laughs) to see what's new in town. And you'd think that would make it much easier, but it really doesn't. When I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, where Untapped's headquarters is located, about five years ago, there were only two breweries here. Now there are more than 20. So picking what four or a six pack to grab is still a tough choice. Uh, you know when um, when you're you have so many options and and and, and new beer is getting canned and bottled every single day. Wilmington's not alone. I mean, in many ways, the story of Wilmington is the story of every town or city in the United States and now kind of the world. Uh, at some point over the past twenty years, there's kind of a beer tipping point, a tapping point, if you will, where the demand for local beer outpaces supply and more breweries open up. Oh, that's of course, uh, there's much more nuanced things happening than that, but that's essentially the gist. So today, in partnership with the Brew Association, we're going to celebrate that fact by drinking some local beers and unlocking the new local beer is better badge. And it gets better. I'm actually going to sit down with Ann Obenchain from the Brew Association. She's their marketing director to learn more about how the local beer is better idea came to be and how in many ways kind of return to our historical roots where once again, the breweries in town are the center of that community. Are you thirsty yet, John? Because I sure am. I am. I hope it's a little, well, it's going to be easy for us to pick because we already have our beers set aside for this episode. But speaking of the badge that Harrison's talking about, the badge you want to feature on this episode, local beer is better. It's the name of the badge, and I'm pretty sure it's a profound truth. And I can't wait to hear Harrison and Anne talk about building this badge with Untapped. The description that you'll get, I think this is one of the better ones that we have on Untapped. When you unlock this badge, each time your neighborhood brewery pours a pint, it makes an impact on your hometown. Fact, local beer is better like that. Don't have a good beer, have a better one. Find a local brewery near you, grab a pint that makes an impact where you live because local beer is better. And I love that messaging. There's a that's one of the things I think a lot of us love about craft beer is that you can support your local community while drink, while drinking a beer from across right. the world. Um, <laughs> the criteria for this badge, in order to earn it, you need to check into one beer 
from a United States brewery that's listed as micro, nano, regional, or brew pub on Untapped between September 13th and December 31st. So if you can't drink one local United States beer before the end of the year, I don't try harder. No, I don't want to be mean, but uh, this should be relatively easy for most everyone to get. Some of our international listeners might have a little bit of trouble, but I think with some of the regional breweries involved on Untapped, you should hopefully be able to find one before the end of the year. Uh, anything I'm forgetting, Harrison? Yeah, we're going to be drinking a lot of them probably. And, you know, while we're getting these beers ready today, it's it's a good time to remind you that Oktoberfest is here. Well, virtually at least this year. And Untapped is celebrating in a pretty big way, not with one, but two badges. You got to jump into our blog and follow us online to learn more. Basically, uh, we're going to be drinking, or you know, you guys can, but we certainly will too. Um, next week, you drink any beer from the original six Munich breweries. We'll earn you one of these badges. Uh, that one's available until October 3rd. But also, just taking a picture of yourself, maybe Stein holding your favorite local beer, um, or any beer for that matter, will earn you another. Uh, but that is for this coming weekend only. So September 24th through the 26th. So badges are happening, beers are happening. It's a great time to be alive. Definitely check out Untapped's blog to learn more about those. But we've already talked a lot about beer and badges, and we've got some pretty awesome ones local to Harrison and I to unlock the local beer's better badge. Harrison, what do you bring into the show tonight? Yes, indeed. So I'm starting with a watering hole that if you follow John and I on Untapped, you probably saw us checking to a lot before the crazy two years we've all been through. But uh, maybe a little bit more recently, and certainly a lot at home, Flying Machines Vimana. So this is Flying Machine Brewing Company. So they're local to Wilmington. They're like 10 minutes from my house, um, which is is good because I recently moved that it was still 10 minutes to the new <laughs> house. That was something I did look up before I signed the paperwork just to make sure I wasn't getting much further away from Flying Machine. But this is their cold. So it comes in at 5.1%, 14 IBUs. Carries a 3.8 rating on Untapped, which is great for um, any beer. And from the brewery themselves, the Fly Machine does like the really nice old school approach. A lot of their descriptions where they just hit you with what you're looking for, especially if you're an old beer advocate fan and you're probably used to these uh, these categories: the appearance, golden straw, and opaque aroma, apple blossom, mm, flavor, pear, cracker, floral. Excited to check that out. And the mouthfeel is light to medium with a crisp finish. And the overall impression is a light and crisp ale with cracker-like overtones, hint of pear, and a subtle apple blossom nose. So sounds very colshy, um, which is good. <laughs> but I'm going to open that up. John, tell me tell me what you have brought to the, the cast tonight. Yeah, I'm jealous of anytime I hear Kolsch, I think of Apple, and Flying Machine doesn't seem to shy away from sure. it in their description. I'm also bringing a beer from Flying Machine, local to me in Wilmington, North Carolina. As Harrison said, we've kind of become a fan of them um, as a local brewery, as well as the other 20. You need to take a vacation in your hometown to visit them all. But yeah, right. On the very opposite end of the spectrum from the flying <laughs> machine, I'm bringing a beer called Please Send Help. Love it. And while I don't <laughs> fully understand the meaning of the name behind this, I feel like when I was cruising through Untapped and looking at all the check-ins, this seems like a beer that gets shared often. It's a double pastry imperial stout. Mm. It's 11.2%, which might have something to do with the sharing. It comes in a tall boy can. And it's rating on untapped after about 650 check-ins. It didn't get a lot of distribution. It was a small beer that they made, but 4.19. Which is, in my opinion, is almost perfection. Yeah. It's hard to beat that with a lot of opinions. And contrary to Harrison's description, um, <laughs> on, on Vimana, it's a beer that Flying Machine makes, I think, year-round. It's yes. one of the first beers I remember having from them. Yeah. On this smaller distrib- distribution beer, please send help. The description is banana, coconut, chocolate. Boom. Really, what else do you need? I mean, that's it. That, need? Was, that was it. I think Harrison and I both 
ran to Flying Machine when they did the release for this, and it was sold out in a couple of hours, which yeah. is still pretty exciting. The you know sm- small local brewery is able to build that kind of buzz around a beer, so I'm excited to try it. I stole something from Kyle Roderick when he was on the podcast. Mm. Uh, temperature gun. Here we go. And as I I checked the reading on this stat right now, we're what getting. We uh, well, it seems like I don't know how to use a temperature gun. It says it's seventy eight degree. No, never mind. That's my finger. We're at about <laughs> sixty three degrees. It's, I pulled this on the fridge about right. an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> John's temperature is more concerning, but that's good. <laughs> good, uh, nice, healthy. Right, not too cold. That's a good. I mean, it, with the double pastry style, that can be a delicate dance of not. You don't want it ice cold, but you don't want it too warm where you feel like you're drinking soup. So we'll keep track on the temperature gun tonight. See how that's changing the taste. But while you're doing that, I just smelled this beer. Look at that. Like the polar opposite, same brewery, (laughs) which, you know, before we dive in, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we really like these guys. And I'm sure you all have like, you know, probably many if you're lucky breweries in town that don't, don't just brew one kind of beer. I'm not going to say what kind, but don't just brew one kind of beer, but brew all kinds of beers. And that is really how Flying Machine introduced themselves to the Wilmington beer community was, you know, not just a bunch of hazy IPAs. There I said it. You know, they had plenty of those, but when they opened up, they had an ESB. They had a couple oatmeal stouts. They had some things on cast. They used to do a lot of really cool hand pump stuff where they'd infuse things with teas and fruits and other hops. So, um, you know, they really said, let's explore and celebrate all beer. And that really got our attention right away. And, it's coming back, and this is these are perfect beers drink from them. One that's around all the time and is super light, and one that's really hard to get and is huge and delicious. So I'm going to start with mine. Um, big old fluffy head, which you like. Good looking beer. You can see through it. Ooh, there's the bubbles cleared up a little bit more. Not as clear as some cultures, but definitely not hazy. It's got a nice little chill haze to it. But that big fluffy head, and it does. It smells like a. Like, Apples and crackers, which is great. So mm. apples and crackers probably doesn't sound that appetizing to most people, but well, once you hit that right. once you hit that age where you're like, all right, I'm done playing basketball without taking ibuprofen. Right. That's when <laughs> apples and crackers. It all comes back around. around. I feel like that's right. Every two year old's lunch is apples and crackers, and then it becomes a goofy <laughs> thing when you're uh, you're kind of finding yourself, but then you're old again, and it's like, oh, I can only eat apples and crackers because of my blood sugar or my heart <laughs> or. My, I need the fiber or whatever. I need um, to drink 500 calories of stout also. But. <laughs> right. That's why I'm only limited to apples and crackers, which that's not balanced. But anyway, um, this, this beer is delicious. It is that. I mean, they, they do nail it. Like, they're not messing around with the descriptions. That was kind of the point I was trying to make is they're, you know, the poetry is in the glass. They're just telling you, hey, this is what you're tasting. Um, it, and it's really, that's really great for like, any beer fan, but especially someone who's kind of discovering beer, maybe, and they're like, what is that? Why do I like this? If you're in a fly machine beer, more often than not, you can jump into their untapped description and figure out like, oh, that's pear I'm getting. Ooh. And now you can kind of move, and then you're, you move along your beer journey. You can go, if something else, another beer has pear in the description, you can go, had that before in a beer. I like that. And again, there's no pear in here. It's just the flavor of this thing's putting off um and that definitely shows up but this is light crisp you could drink it all day it is one of their now like yeah core beer is almost a an antique phrase but it is a beer they have all the time unless they have a sell out of it but then they'll brew another batch or probably one is already on the way so um it's what they try to have all the time just demand uh, maybe makes that typical which is a, a good problem to have but this is the very one at the end of a long day, mowing the lawn, whatever. Cultures are so great. We've gone on on about them on multiple podcast episodes, how it is this lovely thing that's not a lager. It's not a pale ale. It lives in this beautiful in-between world. Um, it's hard to describe. But when you drink yeah. it, if you get it, you're like, oh, this is the only thing I want to drink now forever. And you go on a three-month-long Kolsch kick, and, and that's you should do that. Everyone should do that. Um, and this is going to make that happen again for me. I can tell, even though those Oktoberfests are right here going, here's the next week. It's all about Oktoberfest. <laughs> I, or until then, I guess I'll just be enjoying some Vamana. But um, we were talking about 
cold the cold IPA style in the Facebook group in the last we couple of days, which is kind of a, a I guess we'd call it a new craze. But it's <laughs> if it if it happens, hopefully it doesn't crash like the brute IPA did. But it right. it seems to have a, a like a similar lineage to a Kolsch where there's like lager and ale right. things both happening in that beer together. That'd be exciting mm-hmm. if we could get one on the show. But we'll have to figure out what badge it'll apply to. Mm. And after uh, right, a good call. What I about wanna, you, What's going on? Uh, steal from Harrison and Flying Machine and Beer Advocate. And use. So Harrison mentioned the descriptor that Flying Machine puts in their beer. And I'll try and walk through this one in a real time example because, as you mentioned, like for a, someone new to beer or even if you're old to beer, sure. uh, the categories, right? Appearance, if we look at this. Totally void of light. That's my, that's my check for appearance. <laughs> that's I mean, right. There might be a, uh, almost no head retention on it. It's been in yeah. the in the can for about a year or two. Yeah. But right, the coconut um, coconut's tough to keep the the oils and the coconut with the head retention. That can get difficult. Science nerd. Mm. So appearance uh, dark and uh, dark, really, really dark. <laughs> Uh, if we move on to the next category, aroma, initially I want to say hot, but if I come back for a kind of a slow smell, like hot, when I say that, I mean like it kind of smells boozy to me. Yes. But then if I come back and try it again, I can definitely smell and recognize banana and almost like fig or like a dark sweet. Yes. Nice. Flavor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this beer is incredible. Uh, right. That's not a flavor descriptor. Banana, fudge. Maybe I still want to say like some kind of like dark fruit, like like fig. There's some fruitness in there. The yeah. coconut, I'm looking for it, but I can't find it in there. It's it's really it's banana forward, and nice. that's what's sticking with me. And then fudge in the back. Nice. So we've got appearance, aroma, flavor, mouthfeel. Thick and lingering, but kind of mm. thin. I would have expected it's. It doesn't feel like I'm taking a mouthful of fresh brownie. Right. Interesting. It sounds like an amazing meal in a glass, almost like a great last meal. But that would be tough to ask for because it's called "Please send help." So you'd be talking to the jailer. I just want to please send help. It's it's already been decided. It's son. Too late, sir. This is just what's happening. No, please send help is what I want. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you do. We hear it all. You and everyone else. Just ask for a steak like everybody else does, and we'll see if we can find you a cheeseburger. No, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) It's the mayor. So if you're not begging for your last meal with a a (laughs) poor decision or a please send help, um, (laughs) hopefully Uh, next time you drink a beer you're unfamiliar with, Remember Harrison Flying Machine Beer Advocates Guideline Appearance, Aroma, Flavor, and Mouthfeel. And maybe you'll pull something out of a beer that you wouldn't have got otherwise. And you'll end up like me just saying, wow, there's a lot going on with this one. Exactly. And that's and, and that's fine, too, because sometimes you just want to have a beer and watch a movie, football, stare into nothing. Um, but it is there is a framework there of that you can use to... Maybe you get a little zen in that moment and go, well, let's just not think about anything and just kind of take in what is in this glass and what is happening and what I'm smelling and seeing and tasting and, and all that stuff. And, it, you know, obviously, um, where I know you guys all know this, they're listening, but, it, you know, it can be fun to get lost in a beer and really that be all you're doing. And it's but it's hard. It's hard to turn the brain off and go live in the mm-hmm. moment. But this is almost a trick if you're like thinking about well, what's the appearance. You have a structure there. You can turn your brain almost off because you know what to do. Appearance, aroma, flavor, mouthfeel, and kind of an overall thing. And you start thinking about that. And then 25 minutes has gone by and you're still enjoying the same beer and you haven't thought of anything else. And it's I imagine that does something maybe good for your heart rate. I don't know. Who knows? I think Zen, the peace and Zen of internal beer monologues with Harrison. That's right. That'd be a tough, yeah, we could probably make that a thing where I just, you just put the camera on me and I say nothing and it's all a voice or maybe you're my inner voice. That's what, that's the truth. Man, there'd be some fun fun. to have there. There's a lot. It's very busy. (laughs) A lot of lines in my head leading nowhere. That's, it's like a six flags built by 
you know, a bunch of pirates with one glass eye. That's that's what they say. That makes sense to the people, doesn't it? <laughs> so even though Harrison's drinking a 5.1% Kolsch, I think he's having a much better go of it and a much it's quicker absorption of I it. Say. Maybe yeah, it's the Zen right. that you're experiencing. Just the Zen. Just the Zen. Uh, this 11.2 is going to carry me right through your interview with Anne, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm sorry that I can't be part of it, but I'm really excited to come back and listen to it in yeah, the show. It was, yeah, absolutely. It was great. So I got to sat down with Anne Openchain from the BA. She is their marketing director, the Brewers Association. And we talked more about, it's about this badge, how it came to be, the larger campaign the Brewers Association is running, but really just kind of get down to the, the core of it. Like what local beer is better. Why? So take a listen to the talk I had with Anne and uh, we'll check back with you in a, in a bit. Anne, thank you so much for being here today. This is great. Hey Harrison. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Yes. Great to see you again. We had a blast the other week talking on the virtual happy hour. So okay. I, and I, I was very jealous because you had a great American beer festival award winning beer in your glass. And I think you have another one right I now. Do. Don't you? I do. You should be really jealous because <laughs> I have another gold winning beer. Ah! This one is from bootstrap brewing. Let me get okay. this in front of bootstrap yes. brewing in Longmont, Colorado. I'm, yes. I'm based in, in Colorado. So right. lots of Colorado beers. Yep. And this is called Sticks Pale Ale, and it won the gold medal for the American Style Pale Ale, which is one of the largest entered categories at the festival. So amazing. Big yeah, congratulations to them. I know. That's such a – it's obviously every beer is amazing, every category is amazing, but – if you're able to win in like American Pale Ale or IPA, like that's like the best pick. That's tough, man. There's so yes. many breweries. Lots of great talent in, in those. And and this year was our largest competition to date. So even even more special. I know that's right. And as of recording this, so Bootstrap is a verified venue and untapped. And sure enough, sticks Pale Ale on tap right now. So if you're near Long Mike, you can jump on down there and grab it. And everyone can make me jealous. So tag me in your check-ins if you're also able to drink this beer. And I can just be sad in North Carolina. Check in after this. <laughs> that's right. Yes, check in after this, but everyone at home as well. That's uh, that's amazing. And again, Anne and I sat down for the for Untapped Virtual Happy Hour and dove into a lot of fun stuff. And she made me jealous of all the amazing breweries that are in Denver. So won't talk too much. I'll try not to talk about that too much today. Although Anne should totally brag as much as she wants. But I think something we can all brag about is how great. Our local, our local breweries are. And that's something you guys are really drawing attention to right now with this local beer. It's better campaign. There's a badge and a tap. So you guys should hopefully have all earned it by now. But if not, check in to one of your favorite local breweries. And as long as it's independently owned, you got this. But and tell me a little bit about this badge and really the campaign overall, like what you guys are doing and the, and the purpose of it. I think it's great. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, Local Beer is Better kind of came out of the pandemic as mm -hmm. we were trying to help brewers get back back on their feet and get customers back into breweries or at least getting to go and curbside and delivery, whatever they could do. And, you know, it, it comes out of the Independent Craft Brewer Seal, which is an up upside yes. down beer bottle, which helps you identify uh, small and independent craft breweries. But really, the message about local beer is better is, is, is to remind you, the beer lovers, you know, that there's so much more in this glass of beer. And every time your neighborhood brewery pours a pint, it makes an impact on your hometown. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, local beer is better like that. It helps your economy. It's good for your economy. It's good for your taste buds. It helps create jobs. And those, those tables at tap rooms and brew pubs are where community building really happens. So sure. that's really the essence of local beer is better. Right. I know that's, and it's really like not to get ridiculous and sound like a, a Hallmark card or a weird commercial, but it's, it's very much tied to the history of America. Your history teacher in middle school may have told you that, you know, the declaration of independence was written in Congress hall. Sure. The final one was, but that was created in like bar napkins in the basement of yes. a tavern in Philadelphia somewhere drinking, you know, nothing but local beer because it was made in that same basement. So, That's right. I mean, you know, it's very much the brewery beer. It's always been, you know, 
part of our, our our heritage in this country and and the world really i mean beer is such a great thing to gather around but i think it's real i love this this whole campaign and probably the the thing i love the most about it is it does make you pause as a beer fan and go oh that's right like if it's been a little bit since you've you know visited your local brewery grabbed something to go checked in on their untap page or their instagram or whatever do yourself a favor and go do that because chances are they're brewing something really cool right now. They're, you know, something seasonal, maybe something new mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's all worth our time, but it's tough with all the beers in the world and all this exposure they get. And if you're a beer fan like me, your social media is just full of breweries from all over the world, posting great pictures of beer to just kind of cut that noise out for a little bit and go, I have, you said to me that and we talked about this in the happy hour a little bit, but every person in the United States is within 10 miles of a brewery, right? That's right. There's right. more than 8,500 breweries in the U.S. right now. Right. So, so yeah, they don't. really are the hubs of community. Right. right. They really are. You don't need to, you know, find it online or be jealous of someone taking a picture of some brewery that's far away from you. You can just walk down to yours and grab something that's fresh and delicious and, and you can get excited about. So I love that about this. And it makes you stop and think and go, that's right. It's been a little bit since I've walked down the street and grabbed a pine from our local brewery. Let's go ahead and do that. And if you're an Untapped fan, like everybody listening is, you get a badge too, which is obviously great to brag about to your friends and, and all that good stuff. So um, so hats off to you guys. And But of course, this is not the only thing you're doing. I mean, we, we mentioned the Great American Beer Festival that just ended you have all the winners and I have none of them. And that's my problem though. <laughs> um, but, but you guys, the Brewers Association is always doing things to support small independently owned craft breweries. It's not just local beer is better. It's, it's a lot. So what else is kind of coming up the rest of this year and looking into 2022 that you're working on that we should get excited about? Well, coming up after pumpkin beer and Halloween are the holidays, and we have a national beer holiday called Small Mm. Brewery Sunday. It is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so after you've had all of your feasting, all of your shopping, head on over to your local breweries, or heck, it's a four-day weekend. Make a trip. Do a plan. You know, go, go and check out some beer tourism and maybe go find some places you haven't been before. That's right. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, a, that's a great point. And, and if you're trying to do that, you can, you can jump on your, so the great American beer festival website, you guys have a list of all the winners of every great American beer festival, of course. But if you want to find kind of most recently what's going on near you, you can do that there to plan that trip and then jump on untap when you get there and see what else is happening and use the, the mapping tools and the, verified venues uh, uh, and trending beers inside the app to to kind of build out the rest of that trip. But yeah, that's a, you know, pack the turkey sandwiches in the car and go exploring. There you go. Exactly. You you can easily go and do that. Um, That's awesome. So, okay. And that's an, yeah, what a great weekend. There's nothing goes better with a turkey sandwich than a bunch of local beer or a bunch of new beer. So I'm, I'm sold. What else is happening? What else is going on? Well, and then 2022, and yeah. 2022, Amazing. we have our fingers and toes crossed yes. for the return of in-person events. And <laughs> I've got three okay. really awesome events to talk to your listeners about. We have, yeah. first of all, the 40th anniversary of the Great American Beer Festival, wow. October 6 to 8 in Denver. Be there. It's going to be epic. Yes. But before that, in the spring and summer, we have two really cool events that we've had to put on pause for the last 18 or so months. Mm -hmm. If you're in the DC area, we have this amazing um, beer and food pairing event called Savor. That is happening June 24th at the Anthem. We're super excited. Some of the world's best chefs with the brewers pairing food to their beers. It is to die for. Oh yeah. Then if you are a home brewer or if you've, ever wanted to make your own beer or mead or kombucha or cider, we have this really cool hobbyist conference called HomebrewCon. And that's happening this year, or not this year, in 2022, in Pittsburgh, June 23rd to the 25th. It's an amazing gathering of the homebrewing community. 
and it is a conference. So it's a learning conference. Last time I was there, I learned how to make kombucha. So it's for all levels, high level. If you're already a home brewer and you want to talk the science of brewing, if you want to try different things, we've had speakers on how to make gluten-free beers. We have experts on mead and cider. It is an amazing, really fun time. And there's a lot of great evening activities as well. Yes, I've heard a little bit about this, something called Club Night. What do you know, And Tell me, give us a lowdown. This sounds like a special kind of fun. Club Night. Well, the homebrewing community is a really fun community. And often the clubs from the homebrewing clubs from around the country come to HomebrewCon. And one night is called Club Night where they are pouring their beers that the club has made. In addition, it's a costume party. So what they're drinking and what they're serving usually has a theme. So Um, anything you can imagine, it's a really fun night of of community and tasting some amazing beer. I would probably brew a triple just so I could wear a banana suit and run around and and (laughs) highlight those banana esters and those cloves and stuff. Anyway, that's a personal problem. Um, that visual but, is, is, is uh, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I know, right. I don't know how you're running those suits, but I've seen it happen. Um, they're not designed for speed, I'll tell you that. But but anyway, <laughs> this is so cool. Clearly, there's tons to look forward to, you know, in the near future, but also right now by, as we said, just walking down the street, jumping on Untapped, jumping on the Brew Association. You know, there's many websites, whether it's craftbeer.com or the Great American Beer Festival.com or homebrewcon.org. Lots of resources for everyone listening to learn whatever they want to about, you know, whatever aspect of the beer world they're curious about. So thank you so much, Anne, for stopping by and shedding some light on the great stuff the Brewers Association is doing. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Of course, you got it. Cheers. Take care. Dude, that was awesome. Um, (laughs) I think it's always great when we can bring someone on the podcast. Uh, but that was a, a great conversation. I like the passion that the Brewers Association has supporting local. I mean, mechanically, they need breweries to exist. So there's a little right. bit of self-service in there. But sure. anytime I go out, wh- even if I'm traveling, I want to drink beer from a local place and kind That's of right. I don't know, like pat myself on the back for helping out the community. Sure, but also it's a great place to connect with people too. So if any of you folks listening to the podcast want to learn more about that and the Brewers Association, the mission Great American Beer Fest, yeah. which is put on by the Brewers Association, you sat down with her for a longer conversation on a happy hour on Untapped's YouTube channel, Harrison. That's right. Just last week. So we get really into the, the Great American Beer Festival because that just finished winners, what that means for the BA, what that means for the future of beer trends. All kinds of stuff. So it was it was really fun just going kind of deep with with someone who's you know closer to beer and more breweries um, you know during her day to day at her job than really almost anybody else since that's all she does is is work with breweries. So really cool stuff. Lots of laughs. I learned a ton too. It's on our YouTube channel. So whenever you have a, a little bit to take a look at that, I was super jealous of the beer she had. That just won a bunch of uh, uh, medals this year at the fest. So that's always uh, that's always rough to watch someone drink a great beer, but I'm used to it. John does it to me all the time. Usually it's <laughs> the same beer, but uh, but whatever. Tonight I'm a little jealous and thinking about coconuts. Well, of course, enjoying enjoying this beer as well. This one's all bananas, man. And for what it's worth, <laughs> right. it, it couldn't be a, a more perfect fit. For, I, I, the, where are the banana beers? I don't know. But I'm hoping that's a trend that I get to experience in the next couple of years. But speaking of learning and educating ourselves, there's something that I think we could learn about today from this week's Verified Venue Highlight. Indeed, indeed. So it probably probably comes as no surprise to anybody. This is quickly turning into a Fly Machine Brewing Company show. Um, And that's cool. So today we wanted to highlight that. So Fly Machine, as we said, they are a verified so they verified venue as well as being a local brewery to us, which is great because we get alerts every time they put a new beer on. And good uh, or bad, yeah, right. Makes it right, makes it easy to think that we're doing nothing one night and then find ourselves on the way to Flying Machine. And it's ha- they put out a beer like every week at least. So I find I find myself. 
whenever I'm able, kind of sneaking down there uh, more often than not. So, um, and sometimes John and I meet up, and although oftentimes they'll release something new, and I'll just drink Weighted Blanket, which is their uh, their kind of pub ale. That's I mean, that's on Nitro at the brewery. They have that almost all the time as well, and I think it is a plan to have it pretty much all the time on a Nitro tap, and it's uh, it's magical. <laughs> it really that's, that's one of those times where you can skip the aroma appearance flavor right and just skip it all together right and it, it is it's just a lovely little wet cracker a little wet club cracker whatever um it's it's, it's great stuff so and i wanted to start though with kind of a bit of a, a formal breakdown of these guys so that of course everyone at home who can't get their hands on flying machine i mean try to find a trade for it take a trip to the beach it's it's easy to sell people to come into Wilmington. It's great. Tons of breweries near the ocean. So haven't been, think about it uh, when you're able. But from kind of the look at their mission statement, these guys are all about, and I love their mission statement because it's just like the description of their beers are very accurate. And again, they're not trying to dazzle you with some crazy poem or some long D&D game. That's, it takes the whole you know side of the can to tell you about their beer. First, right to the point, their mission statement, it does a really good job at saying exactly what they're doing, which you'd think would happen all the time. But I've read some mission statements in my day where I'm like, what are you? Why are you here? Are you, sell, are you selling cars? Are you, are you a basketball yeah, We've team? all worked for that just, place at some point in our right. careers. Yeah, Exactly. Where you're kind of just like, who wrote this? He's definitely not here anymore. But anyway, there it stands <laughs> true. So the kind of top of mission statement is innovation through tradition. And that's you know we're a good example of that. We're going to call that's pretty traditional uh, certainly you know a cold style ale made by an american brewery but it's i mean it's hitting a lot of those apple notes that you look for in a Kolsch. john those are going to crazy pastry stout so and that's they do that a lot i mean they definitely have like their mars and just came out it's pretty much as classic as it can be they make a beer called plain arms it's like an amazing hellas lager that is crystal clear it hits every mark you want they made a Vienna lager called Benevolent that was like, I think the number one or two ranked Vienna yeah. lager on on tap for a really long time. And it, at first, I remember the day, the first time I had that beer, it was one of those moments where you're kind of right, blown away by how far something is. So they, they dance the dance of the pastry style, but also like you want to have a killer German style beer that's really traditional. You can go there and it's all being made by the same people, which is, it's always so fun, right? When you got somebody who's very versatile and, not afraid to try new styles. And so they're, they've got like, they're not just Wilmington. I know Harrison, you've spoke with their brewer a few times, Carl, he's got an extensive background, which made me jealous when you were telling me about the things he's done. I know. Yeah. Carl's a wizard and Dean over there as well. They're key quality, you know, assurance manager. They're, it's not a large team. It's, which also makes it more impressive. But I mean, Carl came from Edmonds Oast before this and before that, like kind of, I think where he got to start was actually in Vietnam and he was the first brewer to make an IPA in Vietnam. And I think maybe even all of Southeast Asia. So that's pretty wild to, you know, that's wild. That's a crazy thing. That's a jeopardy question, file jeopardy question that I only, now we all know the answer to, but, um, but, but uh, again, a super smart guy, exactly. We would hope, you know, a head brewer to be very experienced and just loves this and loves the science of it and totally gets it. Um, and Dean does too. Dean is someone who can talk to you all day about yeast culture and cells and temperatures. And it's all locked in his notebook. It's all in his head, which is, Again, it's and a lot of short jean shorts too. A lot of short, a lot of mustaches. Right, we fit right in. A lot of beards and facial hair and short shorts and cut off tees. It's uh, it's a good time. It's a great time. And somewhere in the world, there is actually um, some behind the scene footage of you and I and Greg Untap's co-founder. Um, running around in the back of Flying Machine Brewing Company, trying some beers out of tanks and barrels. And this was all, you know, pre the world flipping on its head. Um, I don't know where that footage is. So it's it's know. somewhere in the cloud. I think that's what we say yeah, now. It's, it's probably say. in the cloud or maybe it's, on a thumb yeah, drive. It's in a cumulus nimbus cloud over Egypt right now. It's we'll never find down it. Somewhere. That's right. 
finally in the Nile. They need it. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, anyway, so their, their mission statement goes on to say, viewing the history of beer through a modern lens by blending old world techniques with contemporary style, but with reverence for purpose, place, and community. And that's, that is a nice little poem there, but it's exactly what they do. Like, again, they're, they're doing new stage stuff, old, old school stuff. They're, you know, making, I, you know, Vienna Lager, great, great history of beer that we've talked about, the kind of, you know, lost popularity. And then Sam Adams brought it back. Even though that beer is rooted in Germany, well, this is, I'm going to get myself in trouble maybe, but I would argue, which is like obviously a great brewing tradition, I would argue that Vienna Lagers today taste the best they've ever tasted, you know, wherever they're making them, here, Germany, whatever. So, that's a great example of that, of like taking a classic style and going, well, we have the technology now to make it taste cleaner and, you know, better than ever. And they're, you know, they're, they're doing that. And that's just one example of it, of taking the old and smacking some new stuff on it and uh, making it exciting again, which is for some people hard to do for a lager, but it's, I'm always excited to drink a, drink a lager. And it's hard for you to be incorrect because it'd be hard for me to find one of those beers. I'd love to, I'd right. love to find one and drink it, but honestly a 200 year old lager yeah. probably has an age that we're going back before refrigeration. So yep. might get lucky. It might be in some cave somewhere and, uh, German mountain. I don't know, but, but you, so, and it's not just German tradition. I mean, they got pretty cool Czech tradition too, John, oh, you, you tell me about this, the, the Moliko, Moliko beers. You're way more familiar you, with this than I am. Tell me what, I, what people need to know. I'm not a verse Czechoslovakian, but I believe it's a Mliko pour is there what you go. asked for there, which means milk mm. in Czech, Czechoslovakian language. Right, Correct me sure. if I'm wrong. Yep. Uh, just email untapped. Don't email me. <laughs> but um, So this was the first place that I'd ever seen a Mliko pour because I haven't traveled to Czechoslovakia, but now right. I want to. And when you see it, it's like, it, the way that flying machine does it, it's this huge tall glass and it's yes. probably 90% head or yeah. foam, yeah. but it's different than the head that you usually get on a beer. It's kind of pillowy and cloudy. There's oh, some yeah. purpose to it. it. It adds a lot of nice flavor. And at the bottom, you see this just tiny little bit. It looks like you ordered a Bud Light at a, at a sports bar and you, and someone had to pour it. That's never poured a draft beer before. And you're just exactly. like, ah, you totally messed that up. But if you kind of learn the lore behind it in Czechoslovakia, oftentimes this would be like your nightcap. So you even sometimes close out your tab, right. get ready to leave, and the bartender would be like, ah, here's a Maliko, and you just pretty much knock it all back in one giant chug because there's right. only a tiny bit of beer, but you get the foam. It tastes a little bit sweeter. It's really common if you drink like Pilsner or Quell over there. Um, they'll do that pour a lot. And it's like a Czech version. If you're in Germany, you would ask for, I believe it's pronounced a snit. Oh. And it's like, it's basically a, a, a pour of beer, but it's half foam. So it's kind right. of like a way for you to drink responsibly, uh, mm -hmm. order a beer, but without having to say like, can you just give me a tiny pour? Like I'll have a snit um, or in Czechoslovakia, Maliko. But it's starting to become more popular in America too. Anywhere you have to be able to get the beer on draft. Yeah. And a lot of breweries I've seen, not a lot, it's not huge, it's not on every bar yet, but it's becoming more popular. And if you get the chance to drink a Maliko, know that you're basically ordering a glass of foam. Right. But enjoy it because it, it, it'll take whatever beer that was and it'll make it taste so much different. Right. Exactly. And that's a good point of it. If the first time someone, someone, someone of your beer buddies thinks he's going to pull a fast one on you and just order a Maliko for you, not tell you what to do. You're supposed to take it as kind of like a shot. It's like an aperitif or whatever, a digestif almost. Um, so don't be like, so heads up, don't sit there and sip the foam and pretend you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Shoot that thing. Just yeah. shoot it down. Enjoy that wet foam and take a big old afterwards. Right. And go, that was that hit the spot. Thanks, bud. And he'll go, What? How do you know what that was? So you've got the upper hand now. Um, as someone said, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a quote from seven. That's a let's not go down that route. Um <laughs> but and, and a final note about flying machine. So they don't have any food at their original location. Tons of food trucks, which is great, and a really nice big outdoor area to enjoy pizza or barbecue or you know whatever they they have that night. 
they did just open a new location on Wrightsville Beach, which is the beach right next to Wilmington. That's got tons of food and actually a James Beer final James Beard finalist chef is their head chef. So it's not just any old food, just like their beer. It was very important to them. The food was outstanding. And so they didn't mess around and got, you know, somebody knows what they're doing. So yet to sneak down there. They recently opened, but certainly um, on my short list of when, you know, able to go out and getting down there and enjoying some awesome beer and food and maybe a Maliko on the beach is a whole new thing uh, that I get to experience. I like the idea of like beach Malikos. And now that we're talking about beers we're going to have in the future, let's Doc Brown this. That's a poor transition. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about beers we've had in the past, Uh namely the best beer that I've had this week. I think it might be a little bit over a week since I had this beer, but the one I want to talk about comes from an experience I had. I was in Boston recently. I'm not trying to boast. I've always kind of shamed Boston, but I went there. (laughs) It's an eye-opening trip now that they don't have Tom Brady playing for them. And the city's gorgeous. It's beautiful. There's a lot of great public transportation and beer. And of course, I ran to Trillium and I went to their tap room and it was there wasn't a line. I got right in nice. and I drank wow. a beer called Barrel Aged German Chocolate Cake Donut. And <laughs> tonight I'm drinking basically a banana version of that. But yeah. it was I mean, it was it came out in a tiny little tasting glass. And I was so yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. It was like 15%, but it was like drinking brownie batter. I mean, it was amazing. Wow. They had another one. I think it had, it had just sold out before. It was a collaboration with a donut place. Nice. So from Trillium, I learned about that donut place. And you bet we went there the next day yep. to get some donuts. And But they also had great food. Talking about uh, Flying Machine bringing in a James Beard finalist. The, yeah. Trillium's food was incredible. And I think that's... I like going to a, like a dive brewery where I can just drink beer and, and watch a sports team break my heart. But there's something nice. It was nice to bring my wife in there and like treat it like a proper dinner with really great beer. I thought that was awesome. So thanks, Trillium. What about you, Harrison? That sounds great. Yeah. So for me, I was lucky enough to uh, get out to Denver. So the Craft Brewers Conference, also known as the CBC, was held back in person this year in Denver, though at a much smaller scale and so untapped sent a contingent out there to meet with, um, you know, whoever was out there and wanted to talk about Untapped with us. So that was great. But I did my one goal of that whole trip outside of the job part of it. Um, was <laughs> Sure. Was, yeah. Right. Which is super important. Um, and my feet hurt to, to prove that I took it seriously. I think I stood and just talked to everyone for like 20 hours in a row. But after that, stood some more, but at a brewery. That is any brewery. It's been on my bucket list forever. Beerstad Lagerhouse. So hopefully you guys know about this. If not, it's a brewery in Denver that just brews lagers, very traditional German style lagers. And that's it. Like that's all they're making, um, which is amazing. Obviously, it's the year lager. I had to go to this place for us, for me, for John, for everyone, <laughs> vicariously living through my check-ins at home. So we did it, and I quickly gathered the whole group. It was actually very nice. It was the last night we were there, and I said, I want to go to Beerstown Lager House, and everyone we were with said, let's do it, and we all went together and ordered, tried to order boots of beer. We were outside, and when you're outside, they don't bring out the two-liter boot, which we didn't know. Instead, they bring out two just liters of beer, and so the server came out and brought, like, way too many beers. We were like, what's going on? And so eventually figured out, like, you know, those two beers were yours, whatever. So I got my fill of a beer called All the Hype. All the Hype is a 100% smoked malt Hellas lager. So that's it. It's just smoked malt. It's probably Wireman smoked malt. They use Beechwood for it. So it's not like a campfire in a glass or a Roush beer. If you're at home going, and, and your yep. tongue is all of a sudden tastes dirty. Nope, that's not what the experience was. It's like the subtlest kind of smoke note in a Hellas lager. It's, it was amazing. Um, it, it was, it was unreal. And I didn't, and I'd heard about it. Actually, I ran into my 
old buddies from Neshaminy Creek on the floor. Uh, they won gold for their smoked beer, their Bomberg style Hellas, which I've mentioned before. I brewed a version of the one bronze, uh, so that's why I'm here and not making beer anymore. Uh, but they 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 won gold this year, which was sweet. And I was like, "Where have you guys gone? Where should we go? What do I need to have while I'm here?" And they're like, "Beerside Lager House." Get their smoked lager. It's the best. So coming from people who know a fair amount about smoked beer is I obviously didn't ignore it and was um, very pleasantly surprised. So just a little bit of touch, touch of smoke to it. But I had a half liter and then got someone's second liter when they realized I don't want I didn't understand what I was ordering. <laughs> Please take this. So that worked out serendipitously for me. But it's a really cool place. And then beyond the beer, uh, Beer Town Lager House also has like I guess I call them life-size games. It's almost, it's almost like an adult Chuck E. Cheese inside there. They have like uh, they have um, beanbag toss cornhole, but the beanbags are like you know the size of a small oh car, gosh. and you're throwing your back out to get it across the room. I played a life-size game of uh, Connect Four that I won, but it and it almost got it became full contact Connect Four, but it didn't. Anyway, sportsmanship, fun was had. But it's a great place, great beer. It's also a pretty cool experience. So if you ever find yourself in Denver, I highly recommend putting that place on the top of your list. Not just for the great beer, but it's fun. It was very memorable and cool and delicious and met my uh, my expectations. So not bad going from someone who's just been in their house for pretty much the past two years to drinking some world-class lagers. Um, it was a shock, but a good one and definitely, uh, definitely happy. Happy to have uh, been able to enjoy it. For those of you that don't know, Harrison's a bit of a Connect Four shark. I don't know if he's lifetime right. undefeated, but right. I know that he wins his kids' allowance back pretty much every week. That's right. That's right. Teaching them how to play. That's it. That's right. Oh, I don't know. What's this game? I've never played this before. Don't ever trust me. I've ever tell you I've never played the game we're about to play. That's the only time I'm going to say that. So other than that, little bit of advice, don't challenge Harrison to Connect Four. That's it. <laughs> For this show, we had an amazing guest on the show. Big thanks to Anne for joining Harrison on the show today and for helping set up an amazing badge on Untapped. I think probably one of the most actionable, I don't know, it's a, it's a badge that does more than just encourage you to drink. It encourages you to drink locally and support your community. And I, that's something Harrison and I are very passionate about. So thanks to Anne and the Brewers Association for helping set that up with Untapped and support all the people that are providing us with these amazing beers. Remember, you can check out their happy hour conversation on Untapped's YouTube channel, along with every episode of Drinking Socially, including almost the ones that haven't come out yet. Now, nah, that's time travel. But speaking of time travel and next week, what's coming up next, Harrison? Oktoberfest! So I know we're kind of in the beginning stages of it now, kind of. Um, and again, it's all virtual this year. So we're going to make a big deal about it, have beer from here, beer from there next week. And not having a big deal about it, too. Multiple badges. Jump on our social media to learn more about it. There's a contest, a Stein hoisting contest happening on our social media this weekend. So if you're feeling strong and your shoulders still work, which mine don't, now, but now maybe, and you like beer, maybe your time is to shine is now. Get your boots, get your steins ready to have a blast with us next week. Until then, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. <laughs>